Hello and welcome to your ACL Sports Pod, your, your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emeka Onuka. I'm expecting it in the pod this day. Um, Super Eagles number one, Francis Odinaka Uzoho. Franco Nero, as I call him, um, was Nigeria's number one at the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. He lost his place to uh, Akwei for the 2019 AFCON, but he returned um, to action um, for the friendlies and then got injured in that friendly against Brazil. He will be he'll be in the pod with us shortly. Please stay tuned. Yeah, welcome back to your ACL Sports Memo Podcast. Uh, my name is still Calvin Mekonoka, and I've got with me in the pod Francis Uzoho. Francis, welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. Uh, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes, Franco, how um, that that you you got injured in that friendly against Brazil, and um, you've had your surgery. I remember I was watching that game and I saw when you landed and that and I saw that injury. Can you describe? Can you describe if you can how how you felt when the when it happened? <laughs> well, at that particular moment I I felt very bad because I knew because it was my body and I was the one that felt the impact and uh, I knew that okay. Uh, normally I'm going out for a very long time and I felt very bad because of that because I really felt myself again and uh, having such an injury and uh, stopping my flow in the game so I felt very bad at that moment though very very bad you know that I remember as I was watching the game I remember tweeting that wow Franco Nero is back to the form the, the Francis Oho that we know you were making some really outstanding saves. Tell me, in your very young career, you've had to play. You had to play Brazil and Argentina and Croatia. That describe describe how that 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 that, that makes you feel. Your debut was against Argentina. You also played against Argentina in a very very vital World Cup match at the World Cup, and then against Brazil in that friendly. Well, to be sincere, the, the feeling, it's, it's something I can't describe because, uh, like you mentioned, these are the, the big guns in terms of football nations. So playing against them is something in my age, uh, achieving this early. So I, I just can't describe how I feel, but I really, really feel very happy and proud of myself. Tell me, Franco, how did you know that you were going to be a goalkeeper. You remember now, when we were growing up in Nigeria, who wants to be a goalkeeper? Everybody wants to be JJ Okocha. Everybody wants to be, everybody wants to be JJ Okocha, Kanu Wanko, or uh, previously, in, during my generation, wanted to be Shek Modegbami, Adoki Ami, Semeka. When did you decide that, okay, Francis, I'm going to be a goalkeeper? Well, when I decided, that was when I was still in Nigeria. Uh, like you said, we all want to be a striker. I wanted to be a striker then. I was actually a winger before my coach had to convince me to 
to give give it a try to give out goalkeeping a try so because then i was so slow you can imagine my height then mm. <laughs> so I will, if you if you give me the ball on my foot i'm very good but once you put it uh ah. meters away from me on the run that's as we to be told, yes <laughs> so i had to give goalkeeping a try so and it was my coach that actually advised me his name is campus uh, so he advised me and okay i gave it a try but when i was giving it a try in the in my academy then back then in school like in secondary school mm. i was playing uh, as a striker everybody knew me as a striker then so and uh, that was it i had to follow his uh, advice and uh, that's it now i'm now a goalkeeper now Uncle, tell me this. I when I was when I watch goalkeepers, I remember that I I growing up, Patrick Emmanuel Okala, um, Peter Rufai, and then later the likes of um, Vincent Inyama. There's something that's always fascinated me about goalkeepers. You know one-on-one -on -one situations eh, where you are, yes. it's you and the striker. What goes through your head? It's a difficult one, but for my own, what my own technique, what I think, uh, I think then you you just have to be calm and uh, try to be yourself and uh, try to maintain your your position as much as you can. You just don't need to think about so many things. You just have to be uh, yourself and uh, remember what your coach told you it's a difficult situation to be sincere mm. i'm saying it now and it's simple saying it but in that situation it's not easy because it happens so fast and you have to be to be faster than the striker in thinking but is it true that in that instance eh, the goalkeeper has nothing to lose if because it's one-on-one -on -one, if the striker scores nobody blames the goalkeeper is that does that run through your mind during training or does your coach say stuff like that That's not true because uh, nowadays goalkeepers are being blamed for almost everything, even when they are <laughs> they are right and when they are wrong. So I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's true. But like I said, you just have to do what you're taught, and uh, you just have to stand your ground. And if the go if the striker scores, mm. you just have to know that okay, you gave it your best and you did everything that you were taught. Okay, it's a good thing you said something about nowadays, Franco. When we were growing up playing uh, and we were watching action, when the, when the cross goes into the box, strikers are allowed to to badge into strikers, they badge into goalkeepers. But now, any contact, any slight contact, free kick against the striker. What's that about? Well, you have to protect the goalkeeper because Why? Uh, in this situation, you the goalkeeper, the, I think the striker has the upper hand because the striker is coming with. Uh, with more speed than the goalkeeper, you know, mm. and the, the contact is, uh, it's, it can be deadly for the goalkeeper, it can be worse for the goalkeeper, so I think uh, the referees are trying to protect the goalkeepers, you and don't... I think it's a right call. I'm sure you will, you, you will say that, won't you? You will say that, you're a goalkeeper, you will agree <laughs> with the Every small thing, free kick against goalkeeper, free kick against striker, what's that? They would work for us. Anyway, I, I, let, let, me, let, me, let me go back to um, Russia. You know that that match against Argentina? 
Tell yes. me, when you were, when you guys were in the tunnel at St. Petersburg, I know how nervous we were in sitting in the media tribune, getting ready for you guys to come out. But when you were in the tunnel, right, and you were all lined up to come out, and you saw Di Maria, Messi, Aguero, <laughs> and all of that, please try it. Try it if you can. Describe that feeling as you were in the tunnel, knowing that you were playing against this this legend of the game at the moment and knowing knowing which is something that i always remember about that match that almost 90 percent of the whole world wanted argentina to go through <laughs> yeah well uh, like you said they are legends these are the people that i sat on the floor watching you know mm. playing uh, playstation with them so like using them on my playstation teams so I think at that moment uh, in the tunnel, I felt, uh, at that moment, uh, I don't know, I felt, okay, these are the people that I, I keep on seeing in the television and I'm about to play against them. Yeah, as a human being as, and an upcomer, because I have to use that word for myself, mm. because that was my first uh, major tournament with the national team. So at that moment, I felt uh, chill all over me. But uh, that was just down the tunnel. Once the game starts, I have to focus on my game and not on them. So there was, even though there was initial nerves, but you were able to recover and focus that I'm doing this for Nigeria. We have to win or get it drawn. Of course, of course, because down there, when once I'm outside the field, it's no longer me using them as a as my players on PlayStation. Mm. This is me fighting against them. So I have to give my all. I have to do everything that I can to make sure I win the fight. And in that moment, there's no thinking. There's no no, no time to be anxious or something like that. You just have to overcome it and be yourself. Thank you. As, yeah. as a super ego, as a Nigerian, there are very few things give me as much pleasure as when the super egos win a game. Very few things. I, I It just... It's something I find difficult to even explain to many people. The feeling I get when Super Eagles win a match. <clears throat> that night in St. Petersburg, I remember watching that cross come across. And I watched you scamper across to the other post. And the next thing, um, Rojo volleys that ball behind you and into the net. I felt like the world had ended. You were on the pitch that day. How did you feel? <laughs> that is well he I felt I felt I can't really tell how I felt because I was the one in the field and uh, like uh, my coach and the people that are ahead of me uh, keeps telling me you just have to not let things get uh, get to you in the field of play because anything can happen I knew okay it was nine minutes when we received that goal and, but I still believe that okay, we can we can pull up something, we can pull out something uh, spectacular and equal the game. So at that moment, I still have to hold myself because once I once I let the the goal get get to me, mm. I think that's a game game over for us because like they say, goalkeepers are at the are one of the pillars of the team because the goalkeeper transmits. Uh, and what then was this word again? Transmit confidence to the team. So I think I had to look strong so that my team can also believe that we can 
change the game score. Wow. You mean even at that time you had to keep you had to keep your your game face on, keep the confidence going, believing that an equalizer was possible. Yeah, of course. You have to because uh, I've watched uh, football matches where two goals have been scored in a minute. Mm. Uh, so I had to I had to keep my cool and uh, believe that we can change the, the scoreline. So what did you feel at the final whistle? Well, then, <laughs> that was when I now allowed everything to flow. The emotion, the tears, <laughs> although it didn't, go, it, didn't, it didn't pour down in public, but I had to hold myself so that I, you know, but I felt really bad after the game. I felt like, okay, the world is over for me. See, I, what I remember was I stood in the media tribune for nearly 25 minutes. I couldn't even move. I couldn't even come downstairs to where we had the to go and meet you guys in the mix zone. I just couldn't move. It was like the world had ended. And then at some point, I started feeling sorry for the players. I started feeling sorry for you guys. I was like, what are these boys going through at this moment if I feel like this? <laughs> That's, that's, that's actually a question I think many people, many fans out there refuse to ask themselves because in as much as they are feeling the pain, we, the players also, trust me, we feel the pain because we are the ones involved uh, 100% and we know that uh, we fucked up or we gave it our best or we know everything, we know the situation and believe me that we feel very very bad okay i'm not going to speak for others but i'm going to speak for myself Mm. i feel any game i i lose i feel very bad because i always want to win speaking of which how did you handle because this is very important and i would really love you to um, also say that to young people how do you handle disappoint the disappointment of you going from being the first choice at um, in Russia and then getting to your first Afghan, you were not the first choice any longer. How do you handle that? And how you able to? How do you? Why were you able to handle it so well that you now came back to um, to play those that friendly against Brazil? <laughs> uh, okay, to be sincere, uh, I I had to because. Uh, before I came, what gave me the the strength to keep on going? Uh, because before I came, I knew that, okay, these guys were there before me and I just came from nowhere because if you can remember, they've already qualified for the World Cup mm. before I joined them. So coming into the team and, okay, being the first choice, okay, I had to accept it uh, during the AFCON also. I have to take it with good faith that, okay, if he took that spot back from me I think I can also take it back from him and handle it the way he handled it because to be sincere I'm a very sincere person it's, I, I actually thought okay me coming into this team so late and becoming the, the first choice I thought okay maybe I'm going I have to look after my back you know but they both handled it very well and I also had to handle it and keep on pushing because it's a motivation for me I'm a young goalkeeper I'm a young guy so and I also what gave me also what gave me what made me motivated also was that knowing that okay they are way older than me and I have age by my side mm. so I still have a lot of uh, nations cup to play and uh, one just 
I need to keep working hard and uh, have faith that I can take back the position. Wonderful. How, how is your recovery going? How, 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 how did the surgery go and how is your recovery going? Well, the surgery went well and I'm, I'm doing very great. I'm, uh, right now, my leg feels very strong, uh, but I still have to go slow and uh, follow the instruction from my surgeon so that's it but everything is going as planned at the moment according to the plan when do you hope to be back in training what uh, uh, in the training no do you mean with the team yes, or uh, initially the initial step by step <laughs> at the moment I've passed the, the second step so I'm on the third step now which is, which is uh, strengthening my leg my left leg very well mm-hmm. and being able to to run very well mm-hmm. uh, and then after this step then we'll talk about joining the team well done well, thank, listen we, we at ACS Sports um, Podcast we wish you speedy recovery we want you to be back and um the Francis Zoho that has been that was absolutely sensational against Brazil. So you made some saves in that game against Brazil. I thought, yeah, Francis is bad. Francis is bad. Was there any save in that match that that you still remember and you you, you give yourself a little smile? Well, uh, yes, I. I remember, uh, especially the one from Gabriel Jesus, the the, the head, the nodding, yes. the one uh, six yard balls that mm. I had to react very, very fast. So, but uh, I also remember one, the goal, the one, uh, the the nodding, mm-hmm. the head, uh, Marquinhos head, yes, uh, headed ball the that defender, struck yes. the the goalpost. Yes, I remember the one I. I felt like okay, if I had touched it, uh, the goal wouldn't have come. So I remember a lot of uh, actions in the game. Of course, I have to. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Listen, thank you, Franco. Thank you so very much for so coming on um, your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate. It. Thanks. So there you have it, Francis Odinaka Zoho describing his short but actually very eventful Super Eagles career thus far and letting us know how his um, recovery is going from that cruciate ligament injury. Thank you for listening to your Sports Memo podcast, your ACL Sports Pod. Um, If you like it, please do subscribe and also share and till we come your way again. My name is Calvin Emeka Onwoka. Stay safe.